When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power, home of the GA Hour Football Acker. Yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both parents have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. But these fellas will get such a f***ing shit shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their f***ing houses for f***ing years. So we're going to get to the rest of the provincial draws, the really exciting provincial draws uh, very soon. But anyone watching on YouTube will know we're togged out like a team here. <laughs> um, we're wearing HPV vaccine jerseys. Connor, you can explain why. I'm wearing a particularly small uh, HPV <laughs> vaccine jersey. It's, it's bet on to me as anyone watching will see. Um, yeah, many people will know the name of uh, Laura Brennan from Clare. She sadly passed away from cervical cancer earlier on this year. So uh, she spent the last months of her life uh, raising awareness uh, with the HSC of the HPV vaccine uh, that's available to uh, had been available to all girls in first year in secondary school and now since September it's available to boys as well so I've been in touch with Laura's brother uh, Kevin who's running an initiative to encourage sports clubs around Ireland to wear the HPV vaccine logo on their training tops uh, as as we are modelling the, these lovely black and yellow versions here um, so you might have seen a lot of high profile Irish sports people on Twitter wearing them in the last couple of months so if clubs want to get involved they can email at thankyoulaura2019 at gmail.com that's all lowercase and you can support the campaign on Twitter using the hashtags protect our future and thank you Laura Okay very good and you saw a lot of high profile people wearing them and now towards the end a few months later if you get <laughs> towards the low Lower profile Z listers. <laughs> you got yours three months ago. Me and Connor got ours naughty today. Okay, right. Well, let's start off here with the Ulster Championship draw, Connor, because Sean Cavan is very excited about this. Here we go. <laughs> he was on uh, Morning Ireland on the draw. Like, he's, he's in full RT propaganda mode about the provincials because I was actually reading Darren Frehel had said on Monday that he was really excited about the Leinster uh, draw. I was like, well, what are you talking about? You're excited about this crap? Anyways, don't mean to disrespect any Leinster team by the way it's just the, do- the dominance of it is that the interest is uh, zero meant no harm mm. to any of the teams but I'm a Leinster man myself 
But anyways, uh, the Leinster draw or the Ulster draw uh, was drawn and it drew up a pretty decent draw. Tyrone, uh, Donegal, Cavan and Monaghan. Like, I mean, uh, to be honest, I'd like to see better, different pairings. I'm the exact same. I'm fed up watching Cavan Monaghan. Yeah. Like, oh, like Derry Armagh has a nice uh, novelty feel about it, right? That's a nice fixture. Yeah, yeah. I saw that and thought, yeah, that, that's a good one. But then obviously it's Tyrone or Donegal waiting the winners. So yeah, not that, that puts a, da- a, little, a little bit of a dampener on it. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of of that opinion. Monaghan, Cavan, it's a preliminary round. She's there playing each other the whole time. Like, I mean, they only played each other last year as well. Sean Cavan says, the Ulster Championship never seems to disappoint. <laughs> and then he said something completely outlandish he said the most fascinating game last summer was probably Donegal up in Breffney Park the most fascinating game in the whole summer Against was Cavan? that no up in Cavan Tyrone Donegal it was in Breffney Park <laughs> that was in the Ulster Jesus. Championship where obviously Donegal uh, kind of shocked Tyrone mm. yeah. yeah it was a uh, well it was a one-sided game are you talk, telling me that was the most fascinating game of the whole summer, Sean? I thought the Ireland final was a bit better. But. <laughs> this, is, this is the complete kind of lunacy that goes on up there in Ulster, that their championship is sensational. And to talk it up, I'm, I'm slowly but surely chipping away at Conan. Wearing him down. I'm wearing him down year by year. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Like, think, think of Donegal. They played Mayo in Mayo in a class game. They played Kerry and Crew Park in one of the best games of the summer. That was one of the best games in the summer. And then we did yeah. two All-Ireland Finals, yeah. which were unbelievable. But for Donegal, even, that's way down the list. <laughs> Never mind yeah. the championship. Yeah, even for Donegal. But like, this is the same Sean Cavanagh now and that said Kerry wouldn't win an Ulster Championship. Or if they, if they were in Ulster, they wouldn't make the Super 8s uh, like yeah. I mean come on now he doesn't there. like Kerry we know that <laughs> yeah. but he, so he has a, a dislike for Kerry and an overinflated notion about how good Ulster is <laughs> Kerry would be give me a break but anyways um, Connacht as well Connor obviously interested you pretty much the same draws this year Mayo Roscommon on one side Galway with the easy draw which didn't work out easy too good mm. for them this year and we thought it was a good draw last year we thought it was all set up for Mayo to beat Roscommon and then go on to meet Galway in the Connacht final and that kind of uh, f- uh, came back and slapped us in the face but uh, as as interesting as a draw as Connacht can get I can say with, with the teams that are there Yeah okay it probably is yeah you get three big games um, like that although you probably would get that no matter what way it's drawn um, Yeah not much more to say about Connacht really Kerry of Munster um, is interesting in the fact that Kerry and Cork play in the semi-final so that's a huge uh, relief for Clare who draw Kerry in every semi-final right? Clare, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Colin Collins now it'll, it'll be probably them versus Tipperary to make, a, to make yeah. a, a final now which is great for them they need that those two developing counties need a Munster final at the stage that they're at or else they're just pissing against the wind you know what I mean so that for me that's a good a really good thing Cork won't be too happy with this tier two mm. because counties that reach a provincial championship in that year are exempt from tier two or a, a provincial mm. final. So now Cork won't be too happy. They're in division three. So it'll depend whether the tier two is based on this year's league standings or next year's yeah. league standings. So obviously Cork, um, you know, won't be too happy about that. The Galway finances uh, issue, row, whatever you want to call it, is rumbling on because Supermax have released another statement. <laughs> And they justified the second statement by saying that complaints from parents, mentors and management uh, prompted them to get in on the act. So they've pretty much released the statement, got a bit of a backlash to it, tried to justify the money they gave and said that, OK, well, the money that was just for the men's game, the camogie wasn't, you know, because hmm. people were yeah. saying that it doesn't even seem like that much money. So I don't think Supermax have come that great out of it. They're part of the re- of the audit or the report that they wanted made public was made public, Colin. 
It was. It wasn't actually made public. It, it circulated. Well, you got your hands on it. Got then. My hands your on grubby it, little yeah. hands. <laughs> I think um, John Fogarty, an examiner, got it before me. Um, actually, probably a good while before me. But I finally caught up with him. Like, you know, <laughs> just like we got the HPV jerseys. Like you know, the the Z lister journalist came in and got his hands on it. But um, yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't make great reading. Apparently, there's another internal report as well, which which is sort of lesser known. But um, the one that I saw was a Mazers audit. So obviously, um. Yeah, they, they were going through certain things that the GA asked them to look at. So it wasn't a full look at the finances. It was basically whatever they were asked to look at, they looked at. And they found 39 risks, sort of, that they rated as risks. Yeah. And 17 of them were high high risk ratings. Seemed to me, I was reading down through them, just as like bad accounting bad practice. Mm. Would, you, would you agree with that? It didn't seem like corruption in any way. It just seemed like that's, yeah. not, that's not the way you should be doing that. That just seems amateurish, which... Kind of goes along with yeah. we know yeah. county boards are amateurish, and if you bring in a professional audit firm to audit a county board, they could get the shocks of their lives. Yeah. Well, this is how John yeah. used to yeah. do. <laughs> Most there was a couple of red flags for me. The blank checks, I think they were yeah, yeah that was a bit mad. Yeah. And the ability to transfer something like up to eighteen k without eighteen point five k without secondary. Yeah. See, but that's bad. Like I'm not saying that's happened. Mm. That's just bad governance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So do we know that this has been used in a corrupt manner? I don't know, but absolute controls and checks and second signatures and all that good practice should be, yeah. mm. should be. But how do these lads know how to run businesses and have best practice when it's your neighbour from down the road that's doing the treasurer? Yeah. You know, or it's your, your you know, a, re, a retired prison officer, no disrespect to prison <clears throat> officers, that is the chairman. How would he know? He's taking orders all his life. How would he know now to run a business? Mm. Do, like, let's be honest. I keep banging on the drum. The, prof- the Gaelic Games has gone through the roof professionalism on the field where county boards are still stuck in the 80s and the 90s with their governance and when the GA are going to wake up and put professionals in there to run these businesses correctly, mm. efficiently I don't know when like it just mm. when are they going to do it? Yeah, there are, like it definitely does uh, feed into what you've been saying all about having CEOs and stuff you CEOs, know, yeah and, and you have to report to him you yeah. know and all these different amateurs They'll, they'll have to up their game because they're dealing with a professional like yeah. Yeah. I think a few counties are making strides maybe towards that um, well like there's enough problems going on with Mayo at the moment they've hired a commercial manager at least I think Cork have a new structure in place as well yeah and but we're talking to Paul Galvin in part two Wexford have one as well Lena Martin right. is their commercial manager but like I mean sure the, the, the obvious template is there with Dublin with of the commercial manager yeah. and the CEO who's not the county chairman they still have the county chairman they're not messing up the dynamic of voting in your chairman and all those things they just have a CEO that runs the business side of it yeah <laughs> so logical isn't it and a lot of like if you go through the report a lot of the recommendations that were offered and like these are offered to the GEA Central Council because they should sort of do something about it and it was all like delegate roles and responsibilities or have someone to look after the logs because like, now the gate receipts thing there's like a lot of sort of inadequate information about that as well which questions have gone over but okay. if somebody was in charge of this stuff then you know that that's basically what they're saying to the GA go and get somebody to look after yeah yeah so it's a badly run business I still stick by maybe Supermax for the good of of Galloway GEA are shining the light on this I still stick by my what I said on Monday that Supermax have no business telling 
Galway what to do with the money once they pay for advertising. It's like if some sponsor pays us for advertising and start telling us what to do in this show, I wouldn't be long about telling them here, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why me and Paddy Power get on so well. Like they don't, we don't have those conversations. So the Clare manager saga um, continues on. So last night we were expecting a manager to be um, announced. Um, Louis Mulqueen was the name being mentioned all day yesterday and we thought that um, he'd be announced last night as it turns out it's going to be another three weeks before they appoint their manager so obviously Brian Lo- I don't know how Brian Lone and Louis Mulqueen we know uh, Donald Maloney has already pulled out because it's taken so long so Louis Mulqueen and Brian Lone have interviewed for this and instead of one of them being chosen last night now it was Donald Maloney's club Scarif said that the interview process for the for the manager's job should be reopened and the club's passed this. So, like, I mean, where, where are Louis Mulqueen and Brian Lowen in this situation? Mm. They've done the interview. They're clearly not... The, the county board obviously think there's somebody better out there or else they would have put a name forward last night. Like, I mean, how are they standing for this process? It's so messy. It's so, it's, it's so weird. I spoke with Shane Amori um, yesterday. He's coming up on the show in part three and the players released a statement outlining their frustrations about all this kind of thing. And I don't blame them. Like, you're in the middle of your county finals on this Sunday. Mm-hmm. You have no manager. You don't know whether you're coming or going regarding your strength and conditioning for next year, where you're supposed to be at, what yeah. you should be working on. Just bad. It's again another county mm. board not doing things well. <laughs> yeah, like, it's far too late. Like, and like that's why Donald Maloney stepped down. He was saying he wanted to give his backroom team a chance to get the yeah. best job. So basically, when the next manager comes in, well, they're starting to process what in three weeks. Or are they deciding in three weeks? They're deciding in three deciding weeks. At in least. Three weeks. So he yeah. comes in then in November, having to try and assemble a backroom team, and then having to look at the. Like, you know, what he's doing for the programme going forward. It's yeah. very late in the day. No? It is. It definitely is very late in the day. It's a weird one. So, Gerald Nan had a say on Clare GA in general. Uh, this was a few weeks ago. And uh, we know Lucknan pulls no punches. And, like, you wonder, is he a wind-up merchant or is he just <laughs> a madman? But I do like Gerald Lucknan, but I disagree with a lot of the things he says. He says, to me, the problem lies with the Fitzgeralds. <laughs> so, like, Pat and Davy. So Pat uh, is Davy's father, who's been the county secretary for a long time. He says, Pat has been the main man in the county board for a long time and he's done plenty of good work in the past and is still doing good things. But I think he's been there too long and has had too much power. So Davy obviously wasn't happy about this. So he was talking in the Clare Echo uh, this week. And he said, I recognise that Sherlock Nan helped us achieve in All-Ireland after 81 years. I'll always respect that. But I actually feel sorry for him at the moment. I don't think he has clear interests at heart. There's way more behind that, as we have seen over the past couple of years. Claire isn't to the forefront of his mind. Uh, for him to write something like that, I feel sorry for him. So twice now he said, I feel sorry for him. And that's mm. a, you know, that's a really cutting thing yeah, to say. Yeah. I, do you know, I'm not even annoyed with you. I feel sorry <laughs> for you. Yeah. God love you. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel any badness towards him. For him to resort to stuff like that when, he's complete, when it's completely the opposite. And he had loyalty to Clare County Board, uh, which backed him to the hilt unreal <laughs> at the very I was about to say if you had any doubt about whether Davy said that or not that last sentence removes yeah. all that so like, I mean, it's, it's gas even like Connor sketches constantly just unreal <laughs> and he actually finished this sentence backed him to the hilt unreal <laughs> <laughs> so that's it it's a bit of a storm in a teacup down in Clare and uh, that'll 
no real surprise, Davy and uh, Gerald. Why, yeah, why did he point out Davy though? Like, David, is Davy still yeah. centrally involved in her? Like, I know he's managing Six Mile Ridge and stuff, but like the fact that he's been out of the loop with with Wexford and other counties. Yeah, I think the fa- I think a lot of Gerald Nan's uh, what he was saying there is why they haven't won in All Ireland again. And Davy was there for five years, and you know things yeah, like okay. that. Then again, Davy did win in All Ireland yeah. with them. Like, I mean, a kind of against the odds. Um, which is a different but anyway Shane Amori coming up um, in part 3 another bit of news is Michael Dempsey has left Kilkenny getting uh, t- three hurling stories in a row here lads you see the two of you <laughs> trembling, <laughs> trembling with fear uh, Brian Cody uh, he uh, paid tribute to Michael Dempsey he said he's going to be a huge loss so he's on KCLR radio and he says Michael's been with us a long time now before that with doing 21s I mean he's been working with us the whole area of strength and conditioning fitness and in all various aspects from a hurling point of view as well it's well documented what he brought to it Michael Dempsey's a leash man, ex-leash midfielder, ex-leash manager, gave me my debut in 1998, uh, a complete gentleman and kind of been credited with maybe Kilkenny looking at Tyrone and the 2003 semi-final against Kerry and the manic pressure the Tyrone forwards are putting on and Kilkenny adopting that style and bringing that into hurling we're not sure if that was Michael Dempsey but mm. with his football background he, you know it, it, there's a good chance that it was and you know he was very well respected and obviously went in as a strength and conditioning and fitness coach but like Brian said um, did an awful lot more than that so he's uh, he's going to be a big loss be interesting to see if he's interested in going into management now so we don't know he was in management he's just a, a complete gentleman he's too in a way he's nearly mm. too nice to be a manager <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. he's, but uh, did you find like, that like was is he too nice I was too nice because I would have been a little brat at that age and he yeah. never really got annoyed with me <laughs> and he kind of entertained that me says it all <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's not a good example maybe maybe with other people he was stricter because I was only young like I mean he just filtered some of us in from under 21 in 1998 he actually brought seven of us into the starting team in 1998 which was an awful lot did um, he do a lot of S&C back then was that his background no, back then remember. as well no we I missed most of the year we, we were in a weird way because we were doing so well underage we focused on the under 21 so we I only came back into the senior panel a few weeks before the championship, you know, so I, I, don't, I don't really know what they did. I think they might yeah. have done a bit, a few weights and stuff like that. But back then, it was just do weights for two months in winter and then forget stop. about it. Yeah. yeah, and we all know you go downhill very yeah. quickly when you stop doing the weights. So DJ Carey's favourite to get involved in with uh, Kilkenny again. Um, Derek Ling has stepped down his role with them and it looks like DJ Carey, who was with the under-21s, uh, the one, the Leinster, the under-20s. Um, so he's just a nice lift for Kilkenny Hurling when they lose uh, Michael Dempsey and Michael Ling DJ Carey isn't a bad man to get back into the mix Um, they might lose him from the footballers in Kilkenny which might be a bit of a a disappointment for, for a lot of them it's going to be some race between Kerry and Henry Shefflin now for the job to replace Cody when it eventually well, comes. It, well, it's, there's a lot of them now. There, so there's uh, obviously Henry Shefflin, Eddie, I think Brennan. Eddie Brennan, which yeah. is a big one. There is Michael Fennelly now is in with uh, in with uh, in with Offaly. Um, so there's a few of them kind of lining up, and DJ Kerry obviously be a fan's yeah. favourite. So we'll wait and see. Um, wait and see who gets. It uh, doesn't look like Brian Cody's going anywhere, anyways. <laughs> no. Right. So another one, lads. Our own Dion Fanning hosts a show here on Joe called Unfiltered. So if you haven't subscribed to Unfiltered, well then you bloody should and go on and search for it and subscribe now. He was in Derry. The reason we're talking about it is because he was in Derry this week. He was talking to Joe Brolly, and. 
this is going to go out next Tuesday, but we have a clip here because he was speaking about the subject of RTE. One of the problems with RTE now, for example, mm. is that, you know, the head of sport who's come in is, was the head of news previously in RTE. Yeah. And, you know, we get a memo to say, look, we want, we want to be more like Sky, you know, which I put in the bin. And you put the memo in the bin. Yeah, and we want you know we want we bring in TV screens and all that, and now we've become statistical heavy. You know, you're getting, you know, it's like being a politician now, getting the buzzing in your phone. Come and say, oh, Cork have had a 35.7 productivity rating in the first 15 minutes of the game, right? You know, you're encouraged to read this stuff out. Mm-hmm. You imagine standing over at the bar and saying. Jesus, was that interesting that Cork had a 35.7 productivity <laughs> rating in the first 10 minutes of the game? You know, and there's that uh, culture of fear now with RTE, that, that culture of, you know, uh, the blander the better. And in fact, what's happening now is it's all becoming script-based, where really what they need are newsreaders, not people who are expressing an opinion. And Gaelic games are different from professional sport. You know, this isn't... This isn't uh, professors of chess on a BBC Four at two o'clock in the morning analysing a recent World Championship chess game, you know, for the 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 the, the anoraks. I mean, I'm conscious when I'm sitting in the studio that they're elderly farmers from Belmullet. Their mothers were young kids. They're young kids watching as well. Mm. You know, the GA is far bigger than just a game. It's what we love. It's our recreation. It's what we want to relax to and enjoy and vigorous debate. Mm. If punditry is to mean anything, it's vigorous debate and honestly expressing your opinion. Some interesting stuff there. Like, I mean, the whole interview, like I said, will go out next um, Tuesday and there's some more explosive stuff in it, I suppose, um, from Joe. Like, I was a little bit surprised by it, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit surprised about how insecure RTR, if this is all true, mm. we know what Joe can potentially <laughs> be like. Um, maybe, you know, he can be a little bit liberal with the, with the truth <laughs> and add a little bells and whistles onto it. But anyway, if they want to be more like Sky, why would they want to be more like Sky? This is the thing I don't understand. And it's going more script-based. And this is something you would criticise Sky for. Why do they want to do that stuff that we criticise Sky for? And a culture of fear. And he said, news readers are better not expressing an opinion and I can't understand why a middle ground can't be found here lads why can't entertaining opinion and analysis coexist why does it have to be one extreme or the other because I think Sky don't have enough debate mm. they're good on the analysis I think the two presenters don't allow debate mm. it's, it's, it's a weird dynamic two presenters and two pundits it's just you're not going to have debate anyways RT were too far on debate to the point where it got a little bit boring and they were a little bit low on the analysis. But why can't they coexist? What is wrong with... What, what, what is the, this... Why would RT want to be more like Sky? I actually, I actually think that Joe Brawley used to have that middle ground perfectly. I, I used to think he was brilliant. Like, he was entertaining when he wanted to be and when sometimes the occasion called for it. But when he analysed a game, he knew football. Like, he, he did, but... What's happening now, I think, the way the world's changing, the way Sky's coming, and obviously the way Joe sounds like he's under a bit of pressure there, he's gone too far the other way himself. Do you know where it's, it's too much? It. And he's talking about, like, imagine standing at the bar and talking. Like, if I wanted to, you know, stand at the bar or have that experience, I would go out to the bar and watch it. But yeah. when I'm in the house, I deliberately don't go to the bar to hear that shit talk. I want to actually be informed a bit. That's a fair comment. I think, I think he's gone a little bit too far the other way when yeah. he can. He can do both. I yeah. Think. But it, this is the thing. But, like, I mean, it was funny him saying Cork productivity rating or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, no, that, that is funny. <laughs> 
And if you go too far, stats should only be used to back up your opinion. So if you have an opinion on uh, Kerry dominating the kickout, for example, against Dublin, and you want to say why that's happening... You can say why that's happening and to prove that you're right on that, you'll say, yeah, look, yeah, here's yeah. what's... Yeah. Like, you can't just say, well, Kerry have won two, two, two kickouts. Surely Egypt can yeah. do that. Pat's Blanders that. Yeah, Pat's yeah, yeah. that way too much. Yeah. He'll just Scoring listen. forwards. He'll just listen. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, you make your point, your analytical point, make it in, in an interesting way and throw in a stat just to go, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you know what, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, seriously, you, you, when if he's, if he's right in saying that they want to become more like Sky, like, I mean, that's not the template you want to yeah. follow. And no disrespect to Sky. I just think that we know the Sky pundits are very good. Canavan's excellent on the analysis. Could just do with a little bit more life, you know, yeah, a little bit yeah. more debate. And why would you want to follow something that's being critiqued for that reason? You know, and like I mean, it's not like the sky numbers are great. Yeah, I'd have my doubts that he that that exactly was in the memo that we want to be Probably, more like. Yeah, maybe, maybe we're discussing something that never happened. Yeah, and like I take take a few things that Joe said with a pinch of salt, and I wonder like where what the. Well, I, like I, he has, he definitely has a point as well. But I wonder what the motivation is because I would have thought that this year with Joe Brawley in particular, since Joanne Cantwell has come in, that she hasn't let him like freewheel as much as other like Michael Lester would have back in the day, yeah. and challenges him on the point that like people at on the TV at home would want like, to challenge oh, him. Yeah, you can't just say that, Joe. You know, you can't. You know, somebody has to come in on you and that. And he hasn't always taken too well to it. You can just see like an expression on his face or whatever. So I'd say that you know motivated him to say some of the comments he did. But but you are right in that like there is a balance there to be met, and that balance can be met it doesn't have to be one side or it doesn't have to be other yeah. you can get the perfect mix and neither RT or Sky are probably at it at the moment yeah it, that's, that's the thing I think, I think it, it is there it just needs to it needs to be found quickly two more lads because we have a pack show Paul Galvin coming up and Shane Amori um, the sin bin I just thought this was an interesting stat um, research during the league showed the teams with an extra player for the 10 minute sin bin scored on average 1.9 uh, points more than the 14 man uh, team the team down to 14, 14 men. So like, I mean, that's obviously a deterrent more than we, there's no way of knowing how the black card in its current, uh, in its, its current capacity affects the score because you go back to 15. So you meant to compare the fellow that went off with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My head's scrambling comple- completely, but you can clearly show it now. This sin bin is just going to sail through on the 19th of October, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's, if you want to stop people cynically fighting others yeah. well it should do based on that it has yeah. to be punitive yeah. Property, so, yeah. yeah and it absolutely is so like I mean that's, that's a, that was an interesting stat finally lads Muggsy uh, Old Mulligan is going to appeal his ban so most people listening here GA fans will have seen this video of Muggsy on the line Conair Harrison fouled Muggsy throws his hands in the air he's getting a little bit animated he's getting involved in it now he's committed into this and then Conair Harrison's running past him on the line and Muggsy sticks out his shoulder and knocks Conair Harrison to the ground now we're all laughing here but just because we like Muggsy and there was an element of kind of humour to it Mm. That's the exact stuff I criticise all the time. A mentor getting involved, a huge scuffle could break out. Muggsy then got involved with a lad who, he was well within his rights to say, Muggsy, what the hell are you at? So Muggsy got involved with him. So there was a, was a comical element to it, but also if there was a huge free-for-all there, lads, we would be completely condemning this kind of mm. stuff. It just yeah. turned out, and, you know, Conair Harrison is a big man and probably that f- fed into it he's well able for it you know but it was completely wrong absolutely yeah. wrong it can't be condoned in any way and Muggsy is appealing it and I was thinking how the hell is he appealing this so he got eight months he's missing the county final and 
sorry, eight weeks. He's missing the county final. And I was like, sure, this is just bizarre. Then I was reading, it starts to make a little bit more sense. Mulligan has asked for a hearing, which will be held by the hearings committee. At the time of going to print, no date has been set. If the hearing doesn't take place before the final, Mulligan will be free to be oh, pitch side. Yeah, there we so go. there you go. Yeah. Appeal it, push it back past the final. You're all grand. I'll take so, whatever ban you want. Yeah, yeah there's, so there, there's method uh, to Muggsy's madness here. And then here's what Muggsy said about the whole incident. He says, at the end of the day, it was handbags and we all shook hands after. Hopefully they could, <laughs> they could see that. It wasn't oh, handbags. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that for nothing. Um, yeah, like you're right. You sort of pumped the brakes on me because I was laughing away, and I was thinking about him. Was he wearing a hoodie and like a? It's hard not cap? to laugh. Yeah. It's hard not to laugh. It is comical, but it's yeah. it's like. I mean, we can't. This time last year, we were losing our minds about, you know, well, right by the sideline as well. And the sideline, the 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 perimeter was very close to where they were as well. If there was spectators there yeah. and they got, you know, they could easily exactly. Got that's the thing you'd always you know. worry about on the field, and that's why I come down really hard on anyone from the sideline getting involved because I've been on fields and I've seen the opposition mentors in on the mm. field and you're thinking in your head Jesus this there's tension here this could kick off at yeah, yeah, these yeah. lads are and nobody wants to feel like that on the field because a few mentors yeah. are losing their minds yeah. so it's wrong and yeah. can, it, can it be completely wrong and slightly funny <laughs> <to> <laughs> still love Muggsy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like you're right this time last year it was Derry, Armagh and Tyrone club games and we were all I think one of them was an underage county game and we yeah. were complaining about as soon as somebody comes in off the side sub or spectator it escalates everything yeah. and it's almost like it's a free for all you're allowed to do whatever you want so yeah yeah, maybe we should be a bit consistent. Yeah, <laughs> okay, we need to be more consistent. There's the <laughs> message here. Okay, up next is Paul Galvin. I work as a policeman at Garda Shikana down, down the store street, and I'm coming back out, and there's a cohort of loyal Tyrone fans still up in the stand as you come back out. And they're roaring at me, hey, Toffrey, you free state bastard. (laughs) 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 And and, and, and next thing I hear, you have no fucking jurisdiction up here. (laughs) Paul Galvin, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Colin. Um, I have to say, you're the new Wexford manager. I said to Jack O'Connor, welcome to the Leinster Championship, first of all. It's great here. Um, shared around between loads of different counties. Uh, really exciting. Obviously, messing there. How did this all come about, I suppose, Paul? Like, I mean, it came out of left field for me, I'm sure, with a lot of other people. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I had seen a bit of the division last year and there were a couple of counties in touch last year and uh, you know I, I didn't feel I was quite ready so so um, came about this year and I felt more ready having seen a bit of the division last year um, So you went to a few uh, lower uh, division uh, games Kieran Dealey from London yeah. was London manager last year and uh Kieran asked me, you know, to get involved in, uh, with London. I I wasn't really in the position to do that, but as a result, I saw a lot of that division, quite a bit of that division um, last season. Was over and back to Kieran a little bit. Um, Kieran's obviously a Wexford man, and uh, you know, I would have loved actually to get involved over in London. I thought it was a very interesting place to to begin, um, but you know, the travel and work and family commitments weren't allowing me to do that, but. Um, as a result of the the kind of involvement last year, 
it came it came it came about this season and I was able to I was able to get involved in, in, in Wexford. Right, very good. So it was Kieran Dealey I probably floated it a little bit to someone in Wexford who said you're interested because I a few, I few conversations. I also yeah. have other I also have connections down there uh, okay. as well. Because uh, you, you had said on this show that you were interested in getting into coaching. But I, I suppose coaching and managing managing is that we do you see them them as the same thing. Maybe is that what you're talking I, I, about? I, I don't really. I think they're I think they're probably they're probably different. Probably di- they're probably different. Probably um, pra- practices, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I, I I think uh, having watched so much of the games games over the last couple of years, I just became more interested in in being involved, and um, I I probably this year. Ideal scenario probably would have been to go in a back room, if 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 that opportunity had arisen, I, I I probably would have taken that, but it would have required, you know what I mean. You're probably looking to work with a certain type of manager, at a certain level, and uh, I, I I didn't I didn't feel those opportunities were going to be there, and this opportunity came up, and I just said, you know, uh, you're right, it is different. Managing and coaching are, are, are different, but. Um, I, I think I've done well. I'm happy with the people I've been able to bring in around me uh, down down in Wexford and on the strength and conditioning side. So, and also at board level, I'm dealing with good people at board level. So, so when I weighed everything up, I felt, you know, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, I suppose you, you, the point you make about going in on a backroom team, I suppose that's to learn the ropes because you're thrown in at the deep end now. And I, I often talk about it on the show. If I was to manage a team in the morning, I wouldn't know where to start. Who am I, how am I going to find a strength and conditioning fella? How am I going to find a statsman? How am I going to find the the software to analyse games? Setting up YouTube channels, you know, for the players that Kevin McStay was telling us that's what they did in Roscommon. There's a lot to take on. Yeah, there is. Yeah, It's been certainly, the last number of weeks have been very busy. Um, and that's a huge part of it, I think. Uh, that's a huge part of the management aspect. Um I, I was lucky. I was able to identify the people I wanted and, and, and get them. So, so you knew them, or to be recommended to you, or uh, I had a, I had a keen interest in the whole fitness and strength and conditioning side of the game. So right. I had been keeping an eye on particular people, um, particular m- methods and teams, and you know the optics of teams will always give you a good insight as to whether the fitness people are good or will w- would would suit you or wouldn't suit you from what from what you see on the field in terms of how the players move and how, yeah. they, how they last the course and that kind of thing. So just an interest, of, it's always been an interest and in, in, I've always had a strong interest in strength and conditioning and obviously it's um, it's a key part of the game nowadays and I think if you're kind of interested in football, you'll, you'll be interested in who the people are behind the scenes kind of r- running the, the fitness programme. So I was probably well... Well enough first in that regard. Right. Okay. And have you leaned on him if it's Morris at all? I know your brother's in law, I'm sure yeah. he's uh, definitely be a helping hand for stuff like that. Yeah, well I'm seeing him at the weekend now at a wedding, so I think I'll be I'll probably be in his <laughs> quite a lot. I, I have been we did speak, yeah, we did speak a few weeks ago around the time when I was gonna gonna go for it and um do you know Eamon was quite a young manager too. Yeah. So so he's picked up a lot of great experience that you know, it's great for me to have that. And uh, like I say, you know, I think I'll be probably in his ear at the weekend. What, what, oh, I'm sure you will. What, what are they, what's an interview for a senior inter-county job like? Do you have to go in with a presentation? You know, like, I mean, how prepared do you need to be for it? <coughs> Mine was, yeah, yeah, around the table. And I was, I was, to be honest with you, the whole thing, 
I wanted to, I was interested in exposing myself to the interview process to get a feel for what it was like. And, and, and I was keen to be able to, I was keen actually to experience that. And if I was offered a job, then I was offered a job. Um, But for my own personal development and my growth and as a person, I felt I needed some kind of, I needed a challenge. So I needed to prepare for that, sit around the table. There was eight or 10 guys there and, and, and say my piece and, and, uh, you know, if that was good and they were impressed, good. And if they weren't, no problem. Yeah, well, they were definitely impressed anyway. They were impressed with you, impressed the selection committee during the interview process with your knowledge and passion for the game, along with your vision for Wexford football at both senior and development level. So it obviously, you obviously. They're, they're setting me up nicely. <laughs> it's nice to hear, I suppose. Yeah. Claire, have you met the players yet or how, how has that been? Um, I've met I've met a few, not not all, not right. all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Met a few. So so, yeah. County championship is in full swing. You see, it's a dual it's a dual county. Weekend, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a dual county, as well. So you have double the challenge probably with the clubs. You I think out of fifty two clubs, fifty one clubs is forty eight dual. So right. you're, 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 when you're speaking to a guy, you're speaking to probably a hurler and a footballer. Yeah. And you have all those fixture challenges as well to contend with. But um, there are benefits to that as well. I think. And you just have to accept it and try and look for the benefits of it. And I think looking at hurlers nowadays, you know, certainly looking at Davies Wexford hurling team, you see the uh, the footwork and the the balance of these guys. I think hurling hurling has been well coached for the last number of years, and I think it's no harm if you have a few guys with a bit of hurling background. You get a certain type of I think you get a certain type of personality, and I, I think you get a hard, you get hardiness, you, you, you get you fearlessness, can. right? I think you can, I think you can, and um, I think you may, might get a certain type of footwork as well that you might not necessarily get from a footballer, right? Okay, and like I mean, obviously, see videos recently of Lee Chin scoring and all, but we know Davy wasn't open to dual players in in Clare. Um, the, the the time of the dual player seems to have passed. Is that, are you hopeful of maybe getting some of those fellas to to play? No, no, that's no. not not. Not, not an option, I don't think, and it's not a conversation I'd be leading. Um, You'd you be know, rocking the boat pretty nah, quickly coming you know, in. Then. With respect now to the yeah. guys that are there, like you know, they're at a good place and they're they're at a very very high level with Davy and and uh, I certainly wouldn't be knocking on that door at all. No. Yeah. So, like, I mean, your only dealings with Davy then will be, I suppose, nights for training. Eva. Is there a centre of excellence down there in Ferns or something? You just kind of alternate nights, maybe, or something yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a shared training ground. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, but I think there's room for both. Like, I, I, I think last year there may be sometimes a trend on the same nights and that. So. Oh, there's capacity for both. There's of them capacity to train. for okay. both. Yeah, yeah. What What about older players like Kieran Ling? Are you trying to get some of those lads back? Like, I mean, these are really good players. He hasn't played in in I think it's two years since he since he's played. Might be knocking on the Ling door. Cabinet confidentiality. <laughs> okay. Well, one of your biggest jobs would be lifting their confidence, right? Because they had a pretty horrific year last year. They lost all their league games in Division Three and lost their two championship games as well. Haven't played well against Wexford in uh, for parts of it, but you know, ended up losing that game. So I presume it's given them a lift. Is your first thing you'll have to do? Yeah, I think I think I don't think the record is as bad as what you're saying there, no. Right. Okay. I thought they lost all their games in the league. No. No. Okay. No, they were, right. they were in four last year. Oh, they were in four last year. Yeah. All right, I must yeah, have been looking yeah. at the wrong year. I'll have to sack my researcher. <laughs> um, no, look, they had a tough year, but like, you know, you can look at that two ways. You can say they had a tough year, their confidence is low, and you, you'll have a work to do with them, or you can use it as a, maybe a bit of a, a stick, you know, as well, or a carrot. 
yeah. and, 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 and challenge them a little bit. So we'll see. I, you know, you got to find out about people, meet people, get a, get a sense of them and, and see what they're made of, I suppose, is a big part of that. Big, is the first step, I think, regard, uh, before looking at kind of form or last year, you know, that kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. I think style of play-wise, I think you'll be a good match. I have an idea of, like, I mean, if you want to manage your team to play a bit like you did, there's plenty of players down in Wexford that like to kick pass and they like to look up and they're, they're natural footballers, you know? So, like, I mean, that's an obvious trait that they have that I'm sure attracted you to Wexford. Yeah, it was an attraction, yeah. Having looked at some club games down there, like they do, they do. Um, there's a kind of an instinct, all right, to kind of play a bit down there. Yeah. That. So, so that was probably something I, I took into account, um, and we'll see. Then you know, I think I think that's all fine and well, but there's a there's a game being played as well. I suppose you know, there's a type of game being played that opposition play that everyone. T- you know what I mean? Yeah. You may have to just. You may have to. Um, play the game if you get me yeah. that's being played and yeah. try and implement ideas after that I think you know what I well, mean that, well let's say like Division 4 is a, a dogfight let's be honest like I mean Leash were there only two years ago I spoke with John Sucru and he's like it's a dogfight to get out of there and that's the reality and Carlo are back down there now and we know how they play unless they change stuff you know th- a lot of teams in Division 4 playing that little bit defensively to try and get the hell out of there you know maybe with a vision of changing things when they get out yeah, I think it's a competitive division for sure. I, you know, last year it was two teams streaked away last year, and the others were really it was very very competitive between the other teams. You know, so you'd have to imagine maybe that, you know, something similar this year. There be a lot of there was a lot of draws last year. Yeah, a lot of one point games last year. So so it is tight, and and I think you have to kind of cut your claws maybe a little bit, and but we'll see. You know, there's a lot of lot of discovery. Not a discovery to to to, to make yeah. yet, you know. So will you do the coaching? Look, I mean, you obviously got Maddie Ford and Shane Roach. Shane could coach the goalkeepers and the forwards if he wanted. He could do a bit of everything. We know Maddie; he works on this show as well. Like we, we, you don't need to say any more about Maddie Ford. I'm sure you'll want to get down on the field a bit. And or will you have time to do that when you're meant to take yeah. you know, a holistic view of everything? Like, have you thought yeah. about that? Yeah, I like I, I like I like to be on the field, but you know. Where possible, I will be. But I think the guys will be really good. Um, that dynamic is 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 kind of foremost in my mind at the moment in terms of you know a way of working between me and and Matty and Shane. You know, there are things I'd look to see and want to see in a in a team, and I'd like to implement those through myself and then through the boys as well. And then you got to feel get a feel for the lads and how you know they understand Wexford and they have their they have their idea so it's just a really dynamic situation at the minute that you have to kind of manage That's, there's a management aspect there as well Yeah. but um, I think you know clarity is important from my point of view and I like to be clear with people outline the things I like to see make sure they're implemented and, and, and then we can we can chat about other things, you know. Yeah, we saw. So I presume you're listening to RT Radio the other morning to hear the draw. So it's a decent draw. Let's be honest. It's a local derby against Wicklow, but it's a it's a game. It's another Division Four uh, team. It's a, tough, it's a tough draw. Yeah, it's a tough draw. You know, new manager in there as well this year who has a bit of a bit of bit of experience under his belt, Davy Davy Burke. So, um. I think it's a I think it's a tough draw to you know and it's a local local derby as well so they're they're certain that it was a certain type of game that 
Yeah, requires. and the winners play me then. Yeah, so so <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's 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 not easy. Yeah, Kamir, have you thought about what you're going to be like on the sideline? Because the thing that's jumping into my mind is O'Mulligan is appealing a ban, and he we were talking about this in the last part of the show that Conor Harrison is running up the wing and he Muggsy just lost control of himself and ended up giving him a, a shoulder and knocking him to the ground and then getting a scuffle. I've never been on the sideline in a managerial capacity and how much time you invest in it and suddenly there's a scuffle in front of you with your players involved. You know, we saw Jason Sherlock getting involved and we saw Tony McEntee getting involved. You know what I mean? You, you have a, a kind of... Uh, you know, a duty to protect these fellas and something's happening in front of you. Have you thought about sitting in the dugout like Jim Gavin, being in your technical area, gesticulating? Do you know how you're going to be able to... I, have, I haven't really, uh, <laughs> to be honest, but I think I might have to. <laughs> I'm scaring you now. <laughs> um, so, no, we'll see. Look, you know, I've been so stuck in backroom matters and, and, and getting to know the coaches. That's been my big... It's been my big thing for the last number of weeks, you know, getting the feel for, for Matty played with Matty but probably really only getting to know Matty as a person didn't know Shane Roach up until a couple of weeks ago so that dynamic is the one that I'm you know working on yeah 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 but it's been good it's been good so far yeah okay have you thought about what you're going to wear on the sideline no I don't want to get too shallow about it but like I mean (laughs) that is shallow (laughs) Uh, just, just to finish up I suppose Wexford they seem to be going in the right direction, Paul. You know, like, I mean, obviously the hurlers are going brilliantly. Footballers aren't going brilliantly, but they, they hired Anna Martin as a commercial director. It's only the second one in Ireland outside of Dublin, you know, to try and generate some some uh, funds and maximise their potential. Because we talk on the hurling show, especially with Cheddar Plunkett, about every county board being businesses and brands and being attractive to... Um, you know, sponsors and things like that is really important. And finally, counties are starting to embrace things like that. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a big consideration for every county nowadays. And uh, I think Wexford were one of the first to start to make those kind of appointments. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I've had good, good dealings so far. And and uh, you're right. There's good energy down there. Uh, Hurler's doing really well. Uh, I really enjoyed watching watching them. Davy being there, I think you know. I think is great to be honest because I love watching him as a coach in terms of how his teams play and the ideas he brings. I think, I think he doesn't just improve his teams, but he improves hurling. Yeah. And you know he's improved Wexford, but I think he's also improved hurling immeasurably over the years. So like, um, that's fantastic. I think that's fantastic for me to be able to, you know, maybe the odd time observe a session here and there. I haven't asked for permission now yet, but yeah, I have to get permission first. Maybe he's toned down the team talks as well. I think he's evolved from. We all probably saw videos of him with. I think it was with uh, Lit, and he's going crazy and everything. And now apparently last year, puts on some tunes in the dressing room when they arrive to training. Goes through each individual player's roles, like this shouting and screeching. I suppose maybe with every team, that's a thing of the past, anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess. Um, yeah, to each their own. Like you know, you might need it one day, but yeah, as true. a way of you working, can't do it too often. No, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can. But we'll, we'll see. You know, it's a big challenge, like a big challenge for me. And um, but do you know what? I'm, ready to get on with it now at this point. Yeah, it's a great it's a great job for you, I think. Um, finally, I suppose, 
to ask you, what's a good year for Wexford then? Like, I mean, I know most teams set out goals and, you know, there's meetings where you ask players what, you know, what they expect and things like that. You haven't had that yet, but in your head, what would, uh, getting out of Division 4, imagine, is a, is a gimme. Yeah, I I think so. I think like for immediately, the more immediately, I think it's getting the best possible players uh, back, you know, in there, involved, playing. I think that's a challenge and that's a that's a goal in the short term. Right. Looking is there many that has? Is there many in your mind that you want to get back in? That well, I've, seen, I've seen a good bit of club stuff, and there are quite you know there there there's good good things happening in the club game. Um, so yeah, there's probably a few there in the club game. I saw the under twenties during the summer. A few of those guys I thought were good, and then you're trying to you're trying to mix mix the blend then with the the existing guys and see see what you have, you know. So uh, I don't know. Look, you know, improve everybody, you know, get them get them get them as fit as possible, organize them, improve individuals, and see see if you can get up. I mean, get up the division. Probably get out of the division is is something you you have to have a conversation about. Yeah, and um, and then beyond that, you're obviously you're 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 into you're into Leinster and got to weigh up that challenge as well. Then you know, come here, listen. I've taken up enough of your time, uh, Paul. Thanks very much for coming in. Um, best of luck for the season. Cheers. You can't touch this. A few weeks later, they played Phil Kenny below in Nolan Park. The same year. And oh, they were being hockey. But the camera went in and said, oh, there was a fellow warming up. Jesus, oh, you should see him. <laughs> yeah, that fuck. He was massive. Legs, ass, belt. But I burst out laughing watching him. There he was, the epitome of what I said. I told you, homeboy. You can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we living and you know. You can't touch this. Okay, so Paddy Power predictions. There is one county, there's a whole host of county finals. This is really county final season and we're, you know, a week into October. So it's in around a time. There was a few last week, but there's loads this week. So we're going to go through them quickly and give predictions on them um, and see where we go from there. The Antrim Senior Football final replay is on Saturday at four o'clock. It's a weird time for a county final replay, isn't it? It's neither the evening or, yeah. you know, where four o'clock. It's obviously they've no floodlights. Actually, do you know the pitch that it's on? It's in uh, Corrigan Park. It's like in the back of a council estate. Yeah. Isn't it? The Antrim played their game. have been playing their yeah. games there since That's Caseman it. Park was shut down. Such a bizarre uh, venue. But obviously we know last week uh, Tomás McCann uh, got a point late into uh, injury time to get the draw for Cargan. Um, you know, Love Derg, am I pronouncing that right? Love Derg. Yeah, I was saying to Connery, they, they say Lam Derg in Belfast. Lam Derg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I say Lam yeah. Derg. Uh, and uh, they obviously had three replays in the semi final. We got pulled up um, about not giving this a mention on Monday. And I have to say, that's obviously my fault because I was putting the show together and um, I didn't know about the replays in the semi final. I was away on holidays, so cut me a break uh, this Monday. <laughs> but it's gas. I was reading about it and there's all sorts of kind of carry on going on between 
the first replay in the semi-final went to extra time then free kicks it was 9 all and the county board chairman came in and ordered a replay it was half 10 at night yeah. fantastic stuff <laughs> he wasn't listening to GA or no, no, he, he was not he thought, well I've held my hands up <laughs> I'm on my holidays I'm not entertaining you guys some amazing shoes as well for three weeks <laughs> yeah it was mad like he it was at 9 each and he just came in I think Paddy Cunningham was about to kick again and he just came in and stopped him and everyone turned around and looked and yeah, at the time we were sort of saying, well, it has to end somehow. And it, it seemed like the county final, the original date, was going to get put back yeah. a week because of this decision. Right. But then they actually squashed in the replay on the Monday night then, so they didn't have to move the county Right. Final. So and it's, it's actually weird being on the road so long. Love Derg. <laughs> that they were able to start the game so well. Like, you mean, imagine these would be out on their feet. Maybe they did lose a little bit of, of their stamina or whatever towards the end. And, and Cargan, who would have been favourites going into the game and their favourites on Saturday again, made the comeback. You know, imagine they're out on their feet after such a schedule. Yeah, I had a, somebody texting me saying uh, they were sellotaped together. <laughs> Injuries as well, all yeah. that kind of stuff, missing players. So, who are we going to go for? Cargan are four to six favourites, according to Paddy Power. Love Derg are seven to four outsiders. Ah, uh, lads, I, I know the romance wants us to say, love, Derek, I'm going for Carrigan at 4-6 here. Yeah, I think so. Like they, they, they Justin Crowe's here at the back. Because when you look at Laud, you, I always say Laud Yarig, that's how we <laughs> learned it. But um, Paddy Cunningham, like, it's obviously just a different class for him. He scored against Port Glenone. It was unbelievable. Remember Connor Cox's for Roscommon? Oh, I saw it. I yeah. saw the clip of it. It was, a, it was almost like, what are you doing? Shooting Coach's there? nightmare, like, yeah, but... um. But they didn't like Cargan of Justin Crowe's here at the back. Paul McCann and Michael McCann, the two brothers of Thomas, they were very good players. Yeah. Amazing the last day. Um, so yeah, like they, oh, they also have Tom Shivers, who's this minor prodigy, six foot five. But he was playing in the minor final before the senior final uh, last week. He did play in the quarter final for Cargan. So he didn't play in the senior final there. But he is going to be available now for this week. Could okay. be full forward for them. So. Right, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I some people didn't Jim McGuinness play Paddy McBrearty in an Ulster Championship match after playing? Yeah, Miami. I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. Mark Lynch, yeah. Did Mike Mickey Moore played. They did it too. So well. fair play yeah. to Carrigan for looking after the young lad because I think it's outrageous to do something like that. Yeah, you he was know? on the bench now. But he's on the he bench. Didn't play. Um, right. Okay. Well, let's say, what was he doing on the bench? Because if he wasn't going to be brought on when they're chasing a game, when is he going to be brought on? If yeah. you know what I mean, Connor. Uh, I was going to go for Cargan and then I read something from Martin Lynch. He's the manager of, uh, oh, I'm not going to pronounce it after, after you have already. He goes, we should have won Antrim Championship, but we will next time. So that's fighting words. That's good enough oh, that's for me. Okay, there you go. It doesn't take much to sway you, Connor. <laughs> no. Okay, so let's move on to, let's move on to Sunday. Um, so the Cavan final is on Castle Rahan versus Ramor United. Castle Rahan are 8 to 11 favourites. Ramor United are 6 to 4. This is at 3.45 in Kingspan, Breffney Park. This is a repeat of the 2016 final which Ramor won after replay but since then Castle Ratton have won the championship last year they were losers before last year because they had lost uh, three in a row um, Keen Mackey is their main man uh, don't think I'll ring Keen Mackey this year if they win it because we know Keen Mackey give goes a weeks, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> give him a couple of weeks so uh, I go for Castle Ratton I think Castle Ratton after the confidence of winning it last year a completely different prospect to the one who couldn't get over the line um, I think they'll beat uh, Ramor this weekend yeah nice story there as well Oshin Kiernan obviously missed the final last year he was undergoing treatment and he made it back for the Coleraine game but uh, it'd be nice for him to play this weekend and I'm going to go with Castle Ratton very good three, you spoke to three him three on Castle the Rahan, yeah. three Castle Ratton okay great stuff the down 
final as Kilku were back in the mix he won't spend much time here Warren Point um, haven't been in a final since 1978 Kilku were beaten last year um, but they were, go- or they were going for six in a row last year and were beaten but they're back in the mix they're two to five favourites Warren Point of five to two I think we'll all go with Kilku here lads yeah. yeah Warren Point won intermediate five years ago so that's class rise for them very good very good interesting um, yeah so they're just ba- they're coming back they're a coming team so the Leitrim uh, final is Ballinamore um, versus Glencar Man here, Connor. Manor Hamilton. Manor Hamilton, right. So I'm glad I had you here. This is even <laughs> this is even money. Uh, Ballinamore are in the final for the first time in twenty one years. Glen Carr, Malinor Malaton. Manor Hamilton. <laughs> they last won it in 2011, but they've lost four since, including the last three in a row. So, like, this is even money's. Jeez, Glen Carr. I'm only going to call them Glen Carr. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, Manor Hamilton. I'm only joking. So, like, I mean, I'm going to go for Glen Carr, Manor Hamilton here. When you stick of a nice draw because the odds look very tight there. Yeah, Do you want to go for a draw? I'm going to go for Ballinamore. I just think that uh, you made Castle Ran uh, one obviously after losing three in a row. But when you lose so many in a row, that weighs really heavily on you, and it like it, it you can't get it out of your head when you're yeah. coming into a big game like that. Ballinamore first time in 21 years, fairy tale stuff. So I'll go for them. Okay, the old romantic. So leash final collection. If you want romance, collection have never been in a final before. Actually, they beat Balafin in the semi-final after a replay and Balafin had never been in a senior final before. Portlaoise are one to seven favourites for this. Um, collection are five to one. Portlaoise are going for three in a row, which isn't uh, great considering they're going for ten in a row a few years ago. Yeah. So the cycle got broken and they're back dominating again. They struggled over Port Harlington in the semi-final. Should really have been beaten in that one. They got three late points um, to win it by two or maybe win it by one. Um, not 100% sure about that, but Port Harlington were well up at halftime and they're a young team, so they're up and coming. Not sure Port Leash are the force of three or four years ago, but still a very, very good team and still uh, a big team in Leinster um, as well. We'll all go for Port Leash here, lads, will we? Yeah. Okay. Seven to one on, yeah. Seven to one on, yes. You're not going to really be putting much money on it, lads. It's just a, it's just a, a tip. Loud, final, the Newtown Blues playing Nave Martin. This is in the Gaelic rounds at 330 um, Newtown Blues are favourites four to six. This is a repeat of last year's final, which Newtown Blues won by only a pint. Uh, that was Nave Martin's first ever final. So Newtown Blues are going for three in a row. I'm going for an upset here. Uh, I think Nave Martin in their first ever final, only beaten by a pint. I think that experience is going to help them come back, stop the Blues winning three in a row and win their first ever county title there. You need a bit of romance, lads. Yeah. We need something to talk about on Monday and we're holding out for Nave Martin to do it. Yeah, you're swaying me as well. I'm, I'm going to go with it. You have to win sometime and this there could you be go. it. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Make a three. Yeah, we'll go for <laughs> Nave Martin. <laughs> All right, so the Offaly final, I think this is more straightforward as for Ban versus Road. This is at half three in O'Connor Park. Road are seven to four. I thought Road would be shorter odds than that. For Banner 8 to 13, it's a repeat of last year's final. Road won it very easily. They beat For Ban easily enough in 2016, too. Seem to have their number. Um, so 7 to, or 8 to 13 on Road, I think, is a good, very good price. Yeah, it seems to be just based on those stats, like, doesn't yeah. it? And like the fact that, yeah, we're always thinking about Road as Leinster prospects as well. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Road. Yeah, Road for me as well. Okay, Roscommon final, Podrick Pierce's uh, versus Roscommon Gales. This is the deferred coverage uh, match on TG Cahar. It's on, starting at four o'clock. A bit late on a Sunday, especially when it's deferred. It's wonder, like, it doesn't need to be on that late when it's a deferred match anyways. Mm. But uh, for whatever reason, it is. Podrick Pierce's have never won a senior title. They've lost eight finals, including the one in 12, 15 and 16. That's only after coming up after intermediate. They had really good underage teams. And then they won the intermediate in 11. 
and you know they're kind of expected to make the step up and haven't been able to get over the line there's a bang of, of mayo about them a little bit Connor. Uh, <laughs> Roscommon Gale is obviously one of the big hitters in Roscommon they haven't won one since 04 obviously because Bridges have won nearly every one of them since 04 and Clonagale won a couple as well so um, hard to know how to call this one Podrick Pierce's are 5-6 to six, um, favourites even though they've never won it before, Roscommon Gales are thirteen to ten outsiders. Yeah, I was about to say, in, in in fairness to Park Pierce's, they would have came up against a, like a very good Bridget team between when twelve, fifteen, and sixteen when they lost those finals. A uh, bit of a novel final, I suppose, because Bridget's and even Clonagale, I suppose, have been um, have been the, the strongest teams in in Roscommon recently. But uh, Park Pierce's have the Daly brothers, um, Hubert Darcy as well, and uh, they seem to they seem to score pretty heavy. They scored three ten in the semi final. Three players sent off in the second half, actually. But the three uh, dailies. I don't, I don't think it's the three. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's the three dailies. It's an educated guess there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're um, they're slight favourites, so they they'll get my uh, they'll get my nod on Sunday. Okay, Cannon. Yeah, if they, if they stick with fifteen men, then I'll go with them as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with the, with the three dailies. Have swung me once they've got over their suspensions from the three sendings off. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Right, I'll go for Podrick Pierce to stay as well. The Throne final. We spoke about the, the Throne Championship. Um, on Monday sensational championship we thought Ergil, we fancied Ergil Kieran on Monday they're slight outsiders at 6-5 to five. Trillick are 10 to 11 favourites nothing in this really Trillick last won it in 2015 Ergil um, won it in 2012 but have been back in the final in 17 but lost out by only a point to Oma so I'm going to stick with Ergil Kieran I have a graph for Ergil Kieran I was up there before and any club of Peter Canavan is a club that I can follow and Dara <laughs> is going to be playing as well so I'm, I'm actually dis- I'm disappointed this one isn't on the television yeah, no disrespect pretty, yeah. to Roscommon I'd sooner see Dara Canavan in action in the throne final than the Roscommon one yeah, especially what we were saying about the Tyrone final on Monday and like how many different teams win it. Yeah. Uh, any club of Peter Hart's is a club that I have a grow for yeah. as well. So. And in fairness, Ergil Kieran are not playing a very defensive style. I don't know much about Trillick, but Ergil Kieran are leaving four forwards up as much as possible. You know, Peter Hart plays as the link man on the 40 and is not supposed to be going back. That's the way they were playing when I saw a league game mm. earlier this year. Again, I would... Geez, I, I don't know. TG Cahar have the reasons, but for me, that that was the that's the final that I would have been showing. Yeah, I'm going to go the other the other way. Um, the Donnellys and Lee Brennan for Trillick. Uh, yeah. our man Lee Brennan on fire. So, um, and mm. it's it. There's very little between them. So I'll give them the nod. Yeah, it's also strange, isn't it, that there's two games in RTE, but they're not showing. It's a Tyrone final as well. They're showing through Dublin quarterfinals. But that's Saturday. Yeah. I think RT are not allowed to step on ah, TG Cahar's right. toes. Mm-hmm. So they have to go. There's the, we're not mentioning the Dublin semi finals or the Mayo semi finals. Mayo semi finals this weekend too? No, county final is next weekend. Oh, maybe so it's Mayo Kerry. But anyways, quarters is what it is. There's so, worse, there's yeah. so oh, quarters. There's yeah. so many matches on. We're only focusing on the on the county finals. Right, we'll move on. Westmead final. Gary Castle versus St. Lomans. Um, so a few years ago this would be a bigger game you'd imagine St. Lomans their favourites 8-13 to 7-4 this is at 3-30 Lomans were going for four in a row last year but lost out to Mullingar Shamrocks in a local uh, derby Gary Castle have been on the slide the last one in 2014 obviously won Leinster and were beaten by Cross McGlenn in an all and final back when Desi in 13 was it or no 11 11 2011 because the they beat Bridget's in the Leinster final Bridget's beat us in the semi-final Um Gary Castle did beat the reigning champions Mullingar Shamrocks in the semi-final so that was probably a bit of a shock in in Westmead I thought it was funny Mullingar Shamrocks manager Ned Moore said his side owe Gary Castle a beating 
after they won the quarter final. So Ned Moore is the uncle of Connor Moore, who we know as Connor Sketches, and he's meant to be a very colourful character. So <laughs> it, uh, after the stories Connor told me about his uncle Ned, it comes as no surprise that he said <laughs> after winning the quarter final that the old Gary Castle a good beating, and then go and lose to Gary, <laughs> 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 lose to Gary Castle. <laughs> So that's a good one. I'm going to go with Lomans here. Yeah, I'll go with Lomans as well. Yeah, three for Lomans. Yeah, Hessland to run a muck, obviously. Wexford final. Obviously talked to Paul Galvin in the last part. I'm sure he's going to be at this. It's Castletown 8-15. to Gusserain 2-1. to Castletown last won it in 2010. Gusserain in 16. So just based on that, it's interesting that Gusserain are 2-1 to outsiders. Um, you know, Castle Wexford club championship is very competitive. But for me, the standard isn't that high. When they go into Leinster Club Championship, they're usually well beaten. Mm. So I'll, I'll go for Castletown as favourites here. I'm going to go with Gus Arain, just for the romanticism. I remember when they won it the last time in 2016, just the scenes down there were amazing as well. So yeah. yeah. Whole club's behind them. Okay, good. Yeah. You'd imagine the w- club would be behind <laughs> yeah. Castletown for me too. Yeah, okay. It's such a nonsensical thing to say, yeah. Conor. Like, oh yeah, there's an element of the club. Shut not up, Willie, go on. <laughs> okay, so the Wicklow final, just to finish up in the football. So Arklow, Geraldine's Ballymoney versus St. Pat's. So Arklow are 3-1 to one outsiders, St. Pat's who won it last year um, after a replay against Ratnew. They were 1-3. to three. Arklo, Geraldine's Ballymoney, they've never been in a county final, interestingly. Arklo, Geraldine's were beaten in a final in 1964 when they were on their own. Um, then they joined up with Ballymoney in 1999 and have never featured in a, in a county final. So I'm all for Arklo to try and do an up, make an upset here and uh, pull this one out of the bag. I'm going for Arklo. Yeah. Arklo, Geraldine's Ballymoney, although it's not one you could... Kind of have a chant about, is it? You couldn't do a leash, 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 leash chant for that, could you? Um, yeah. What do you think, lads? You can imagine the whole club's behind them as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with St. Patrick's just on the odds. Okay. Yeah, St. Pat's for me as well. All right. La- first, hur- there's two hurling ones, lads, two big hurling ones that we're going to focus on because we've, that we've only got time for. Ballygunner versus De La Salle, the big one in, in Waterford. Well, it looks a big one on paper, but considering a bit like the leash championship between Portlaoise and and Kalesh and Ballygun are going for six in a row and they've been beating teams pretty comfortably in finals as well so you'd imagine they, they beat uh, De La Salle actually in the 2016 final by eight points you can only see one winner here Ballygun um, won Munster last year and you know could have beaten Ballyhill Shamrocks in the semi-final Ballyhill Shamrocks go on then to ha- hammer um, Thomas is in the final as well so like I mean Ballygun are on a different level to De La Salle for me and can only see one winner there Ballygun yeah, so De La Salle is Austin Gleeson's club, isn't it? No, okay. De La Salle is John Milan. Austin oh, Gleeson is Mount Sion. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's De La Salle right. beat them in the Well, then it's definitely Valley Gunner for me, so. <laughs> right, <laughs> they don't have Austin Gleeson. Um, yeah, so the Clare Senior Championship Finals on this weekend. This is probably the game of the weekend. This is Cratlow versus Six Mile Bridge. This is the one we want to, fo- we want to focus on. And it's the live game at 3.15 on TG Cahar. Um I spoke to Shana Mori yesterday he's six mile bridge uh, centre half back obviously Clare um, player as well spoke to him yesterday before the news last night that about the Clare manager we thought he'd be announced but he ended up uh, not being announced and I started off by asking him how big the rivalry with Cratlow is um, well sure. where could I start to be honest um, Colm it, it, it's his massive to be honest like, so, uh, the parish of Cratlow ends right up into the village of six mile bridge so we've um, we've been fairly acquainted over a number of years like and we've um We've tested each other's limits, and I think uh, you know, the game coming up now, uh, come Sunday, is going to be massive. Like, and I think both teams are going to be absolutely going for it, and um, to kind of 
get on top of each other like so it's it's a massive rivalry like um i suppose a lot of the lads would be going to school together like so we, we kind of would have been growing up as good friends uh with the cattle lads but you know when it comes down to the hurling field that's all put aside and i think we we kind of we we go at each other uh, to the no end like so it's going to be a massive massive test and i think both teams are going to be actually going for it so it's just looking forward to it now is what we all are yeah i'd say the local interest is unbelievable like you've obviously played each other like a few times recently and it's been you know even enough but you've never played each other in a county final before yeah, we've never actually met at the, the latter stage of it. Like I think last year, um, we faced each other in the quarter final, and Cattler got the better of us. And within, um, I suppose since 2011, we've contested four finals, and uh, since 2010, Cattler have contested four. Like, but we've actually never met each other in them. And so, like I suppose this is the big test now of who can um, perform it on the big day um, against the rivalry. Like, so it's it's going to be a huge test. Um, but yeah, I think we're just we're all focused on that game now to you know want to get the better of each other. Like so, it's, it's going to be huge. Yeah. So six mile bridge, you've thirteen titles, and Cratlow have two. So I presume you call Cratlow the noisy neighbours up the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I suppose we have the advantage in that way. Um, but um, look, they've been performing unreal for the last few years. Like so, it's um, it's going to be a massive test for us. Like so, I think we have the bragging rights in that stage. But look, I'm, I'm sure they'll be using that as fuel to get over the line on Sunday too like so it's it's going to be huge yeah that's the thing you beat them in 15 in a quarter then you beat them in 17 in a quarter and then they beat you last year in a quarter so that's what I'm saying it has been pretty even and in the bookies Paddy Power have have Six Mile Bridge yourselves slight favourites to win so like I mean this it is it's a toss of a coin really isn't it yeah look I played the game will come down to the latter stages there'll probably be only a point or two in in the last 10 minutes like so it's it's whatever teams can hold their nerve or whoever wants it more on the day like so um you know, I suppose you know, we're probably ahead on on favourite side there just because of our experience maybe of winning the um the last three in, in, in six years, like but you know, Kretl have proven this year, even in the football stages too, like just what what a team they are and what um how kind of how, how good they can perform on the day, like so it's it's you know, we're not gonna uh, buy into that favourite tag at all really, like, you know, it's just gonna come a dog fight on that day and no doubt that so it'll be a puck of, puck of a ball in the last few minutes so whoever can keep their nerves keep their heads and and get over the line will we'll, we'll come up to lift the cannon Hamilton and hopefully it can be ourselves but look we're just performing on the day for that and getting ready for it Yeah so you, it's 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 into October now a week into October for the county final like it seems there's so many county finals on this weekend it's clear have been out of the championship since June the 16th so you, how have you filled the time Shane like did you run off the league and then start the championship or how have you how have you run it off? Uh, well, what we've done um, this year now is that they started the what, what we call the Clare Cup, which would be the league, um, kind of fairly early in the year. And you know, county players um, were let out for maybe the first two or three games in that. But then after that, when we were brought in for coming up to county championship, they still played off the league in fairness, like which was great for the club players that aren't involved in the county that they have games to focus on, like because there's nothing worse as, as club players just training away for the sake of it and still not having a focus or not having a game in mind. So um, they played away the league in fairness um, and they took a break then for a bit and then once we got uh, obviously uh, early exit from the championship we came back into the latter stages of that Clare Cup um, which finished up before the championship which was actually a great thing like so yeah. um, it kind of gave the club players something to play for which is excellent and that's what you want like as you know we've all, we're all well aware of the certain um, kind of bad negativity around the club scene at the moment of um, championships being pushed back and you know, players playing into the winter and not having a game to focus on so the, the fact that that league was kind of brought forward in that way was excellent for them but um, 
yeah, it was just, uh, that's the way that we kind of did it this year in Clare. It's kind of worked out, to be honest, like there was great positivity from that. Yeah, and it must, like, I mean, it must, it's obviously a novelty playing with your club right throughout the summer and league games. And I suppose finishing off the league with all the county players there obviously whet the appetite then with the rivalries and stuff for the championship. I'm sure it's been a, it's been a pretty good championship from that point, you know, because of that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, by the time the latter stage of the Clare Cup when the county Clare came back in, like you could feel that it was building up towards that championship uh, time. Then, like the you know, teams got serious then, and, and you could see the rivalries coming out on the field. Like there was excellent game in, in the last stages of the Clare Cup, and then right into the, the start of, of the championship. Like, um, and uh, you know, the Clare championship is massively competitive. Like you can never really tell it of who's going to win it. You know, very few teams have ever done back to back in Clare in the last decade. Like I think Crushing were the only teams to ever uh, have, have done it. So. It's, it's an extremely competitive championship um, and it's whatever team really kind of grasps it on the day like, um, and, and wants it most wins it. So it's, it's, it's excellent to see it and that's what you want in a club championship. Like you don't want the same team no. every year kind of run, running away with it. Like, so it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, no, it is. It's fantastic. I was reading a stat. I think there's been 10 different winners in the last 15 years, which is an incredible stat. We were talking on Monday about the Tyrone Club Football Championship, which is, you know, unbelievably competitive as well. But you've won three of the last five, which kind of, you know, highlights how impressive you've been as a club to be able to win three out of five in such a competitive championship. Yeah, exactly. I know it's, it's, it has been great. Just, uh, I think our issue is kind of the, the, the next year after trying to get that going again, but, um, yeah. which we've kind of struggled on. But um, look, there's, there's different reasons for that, I suppose. But uh, yeah, no, we were very happy with the way we've been um, over the last six years. Like, there's been great work done within, within the club and you know, driving it on. And there's a great atmosphere there, a great, a great bunch of players. So um, that's what we're looking to do again now is to get back up to that, that, that final stage and get over the line for it. Um, but no, it, it, we are, we're fairly happy with what we've done so far. But we just, you know, that won't matter, Anton, if we don't get over the line now come Sunday. So we're just bring that experience in into the game, hopefully, and and hopefully it'll see us over the line. Yeah, well, that's it. So you've won in thirteen, fifteen, and seventeen. So you've taken your year off last year, and now you're back in nineteen on your uneven year. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. Take a break out, and we go at it again. Really, I know. Yeah, exactly. So you've a new manager this year. Tim Crow is your manager, um, and he's brought in Davy Fitzgerald, who would be well known around your part and nationally, obviously, as the coach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're how's quite that, sure. How's yeah, that working? How's, how's that working out? It's to be honest, it's been absolutely amazing. To be honest, at the start of the year, we have, we had John Amara in um, for about a five or six year period, and he stepped away just to take a break from it. And to be honest, we were actually struggling at the start to get in a manager to take over. And not like we kind of approached one or two people, and they, they, they weren't really interested in taking it because again, it is a massive commitment to take over a senior club. Um, and in fairness to Tim and Davy, they sat down and they, um, Tim managed to kind of talk Davy into into coming with us. And you know, as we all would aware, he's the Wexford manager. He has, uh, you know, uh, absolute time put into that. But in fairness to him, to to accept that role, to still train his club while training the county team, is was just in fairness. We we hold him in such high regard for that. Like in fairness, and um, it just shows what a bridge man he is to come back to train train us. Like, and you know, he was four nights away with Wexford. He spent the other three nights with Six Mile Bridge. Like, so it just goes to show what type of man he is. And it's it's been brilliant. He's um, you know the players are delighted with the influence he's had on them. Um, he's been incredible in fairness, like, and it just shows the work ethic and the desire and passion that he has for the game. Yeah, geez, that's so incre- that's incredible. I was going to ask you when he got time, maybe like I was thinking on a Sunday morning, but he's given you three uh, three days a week and you know, works for yeah, four. In fairness, to him, he's uh, he committed to the night. So like you know the 
Tuesday, Thursdays, and then either Saturday, Sunday morning, he would be with the club throughout from March on. Like, so it was absolutely incredible the, the time that he put into it. And in fairness to him, like, you know, he, even he got married there, yes, last Friday, and he was training with the bridge team on the Saturday. Like, so it's just, <laughs> he's, he's absolutely incredible, like, in fairness to him. And, and the work he's put into it is insane. So, look, um, just another incentive to get over the line for him for the amount of time that he's put into it is, is another thing, like, you know, so just goes to show what, how passionate he is of the game. And, John, a brilliant club man to come back and do that for us is, is excellent. A brilliant club man, yeah, and a very understanding wife who deserves a lot of credit as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm sure she's well used to it by now, but uh, in fairness, yeah. Yeah, so how, is the, how does he deal with the dynamic of, uh, he's not really the manager, you know, Tim is, and is Davy, you know, I suppose, does he understand the dynamic? He's so used to being manager and such a, a, you know, a big name. He's happy just to go out and just do the bit of coaching and not yeah, maybe... Yeah, well, like I thought people were, maybe people were worried would he be able to answer to someone or this or that, but look, they've had a great partnership so far anyways, they've, you know, Tim kind of is very understanding about what Fitzy's kind of his demands on the players and, and this and that like and, and he lets you know, Davey obviously takes all the training sessions and we have a good few members of um, kind of the Wexford background team that helps us out too um, in that so it's it's terrific like and in fairness to Tim and Davey they've been working well very well so far they're kind of I'm sure they have you know their um, clashing heads off the field about one or two decisions but look every management has that really like and they've had a great partnership so far so I'm sure it's probably a bit of help on City too, like because of obviously the county scene that he's involved in too, like kind of get, releases a bit of pressure off him that he can just come out and train us and and get the team going while maybe Tim focuses in on the management point of view. I want to ask you before I let you go about the the Clare management issue because I think it's this morning the players released a statement or was it last night? I, I'm not too sure. Um, you know, criticising the whole process. Yeah, well, so look, we, I think we released a statement yesterday, um, Colin, just on it, that just maybe we were, we were just disappointed in, in kind of the length of time that it's taken, really, to, to assign a, a new manager onto the, onto the scene. Like, it's, we're coming to the mid of October now, like, and, um, you know, I think players would feel that, you know, by this time we would like to have someone in place that could put in plans and, you know, because it's, it's, I'm lucky enough to have the distraction of the, of the club yeah. and still to focus on, but for the likes of lads that have been knocked out, and then maybe a bit early and you know they're just free now at the moment they don't know what's happening and I just think there there wasn't maybe a, a bit of communication towards the players on that so that we just so we that we put out what we felt and um, I think it's all it's all in the statement there of what we said that we, we feel hopefully that the, the process can be pushed along a bit further and um, I believe that there's a meeting tonight now with club delegates on it so hopefully um, a few answers can be uh, said on that Well that's the thing you make a good point there you're tipping away with the club but the lads who, who have no club like I mean I pr- presume they're just following the strength and conditioning programme you would have had last year for example just to stay ticking over you would prefer to have the new one and you know start on that Exactly, yeah, and you know, like just to obviously have plans in place, and you know what you're focusing on. Is John? We're kind of caught in a bit of limbo there, and not knowing what's happening. So it's um, just for those players just to kind of have a focus on that. But even for the new management, like you know, a club champ just nearly over. Yeah. So you would have liked to had maybe the new manager been able to see new club players, like you know, put their hands up to, for that to get onto the panel or this or that. Like so, it's just. I mean, look, they're taking the time about it, but hopefully we, it can be resolved soon enough and um, John manager is put in place so that we can kind of get plans in place for, for next year on that. And have you had many meetings about it or was did you just meet to get this statement out there or whatever? Uh, well, as a player's point of view, we've just been uh, talking to ourselves, but um, I suppose there has been plenty of club meet, um, county board meetings 
um, since then and maybe you know, club delegates didn't really raise the question either which we are kind of disappointed on no one kind of put up asked the question what is the process or what's happening so um, yeah Look, uh, I think it, it's 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 happening at the moment now. So hopefully, come tonight's meeting, John, and obviously um, issues can be dealt out, and there can be a, a plan put in place. But I, I hear that it is imminent that a manager will be announced, but we just have to wait and see. Really, like yeah, it could be all over tonight. I hear there is going to be some announcement uh, tonight. He obviously put back uh, Donald Maloney, who wanted to stay on. Um, and you know the, the the players had given him his back in and he did an interview four weeks ago and still hasn't heard back so he's gone I suppose looking from the outside it's, it just looks very frustrating I can only imagine what it's like on your WhatsApp group what the hell is going on here yeah 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 look, sure, look it, is, it, it is frustrating like that we just wanted to, to finally get something in place so that we could focus on stuff and get plans in place but um, I'm sure it was frustrating on the one side too on that like but um, to be honest, I'm, as I said, I'm lucky enough to have that distraction of the county. Of the county, that's what I'm focusing on at the moment. And you know, hopefully, the county board can can have that sorted now in the next week or two, and we kind of draw a line under it then and get focused on all together for next year. Maybe they were holding out a little bit to see was Davy committing to Wexford. I'm sure there's plenty of slagging in Six Mile Bridge training about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, there are actually. You know, there's a good few digs that you can give to Davy in fairness, like. But um, <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, but in fairness to him, like he's been incredible down in Wexford too. Like, so we're, I'm delighted for him that he has another three years with them. Yeah, to bring him to that Leinster title and to the other Ireland semi final is incredible. Like, and I'm sure he'll feel hard done by in that semi final too that they could have got over the line. But sure, they're the they're the things that um, I suppose that happen in sport, and no doubt that he'd be there thereabouts again next year with them. So. How do, how does he take the slagging at training as a matter of interest? Does he take it well or does oh, he? Oh, will you stop Fitzy well enough to give it back to you too? There's no worry about that. <laughs> and, and I suppose if, if, if he can, um, if he doesn't give it back to you, then he'll make you do press up or something like that. So uh, <laughs> he, he's well able to he's well able to take it and well able to give it out too. No, no fear, Fitzy. Oh, he definitely is. There's no doubt. He takes no prisoners. I, I can, you can you can not be sure. All, no, you no. can be sure of that. Come here. I won't keep up any take up any more of your time, Shana. Thanks very much for that. Best of luck. The match is on uh, TG Cahir, so thankfully we'll all be able to see this one I'm looking forward to it Yeah exactly hopefully hopefully it'll be a good one I'm sure it will be yeah. judging by the two teams so big day now Yeah okay listen best of luck and thanks very much Appreciate for Appreciate having you Colin thanks very much Alright great stuff from, Sh- um, from Shana there make sure you watch Cratlow versus Six Mile Bridge I definitely will be at 3.15 on Sunday Right that's all we've time for we'll be back on Monday as usual and we'll review all the club action and, and anything else that comes up over the weekend Talk to you then Good luck the GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power, home of the GA Hour hurling ACA. And when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going, so I opened up. We were only the small little fish out there, so we are, and uh, we're trying hard to make it through. But it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know, and it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because, like, I, I'm heartbroken. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.